Unwanted Public Podcast from The Devil in Detail. I'm Rob Parkson, and I'm here talking all things Salford Red Devils. This podcast, we're joined by special guest. Yep, so we're joined by Salford Devils lady star, Helena Walker. Welcome to the show, Helena. Looking forward to talking all things Salford Devils ladies with us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a good good few weeks for us, um, and I'm really happy to be asked back after my little cameo last week, yeah. Yeah, you were giddy as a kipper last week. I was looking forward to the, the semi-final. It was, a, it was a good win, that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, and it, it proves that everything's going really well in training at the moment. And, uh, yeah, we're just, um, everyone's buzzing off each other and it's it's really showing, yeah. Yeah, and was the, the ladies' parky doing fantastic. The fans are buzzing as well. Absolutely. Well, you know, we, we've, we've ranted about it for, well, since day one, I think, haven't we, on the podcast? It's been... Just phenomenal what what's been achieved in such a short space of time, uh, and it's not just it's not just results, is it? It's not just the fact that winning all the time. I mean, you know that that in itself is is obviously fantastic, but it's it's that vibe it's given the club, the boost, the the lift that that all the fans feel it. You know what I mean? And on 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 Sunday at the game, and the, the, you know, ladies were coming round at half time, and you, you know everybody knows who they are. It's not like what's going on here. It's kind of everybody know everyone's invested now, and it's like I've said week in week out. It's, it's really been the good news story of, of the year so far. The steps that have been been taken and and the strides that have been made in, in a first season, well, even half a season, top of the league and in a cup final. I mean, it just doesn't happen, does it? Really, for a team that I don't mean this in the way it's going to sound, but was thrown together. You know, it's not. It's not a. It's not an organic sort of thing. This haven't all grown up together. They haven't come from the same clubs. It's it's just a whole group of girls who've come together and and the, and the effort that's been put in. And you know, we mention it all the time: the extra training that the girls do, and above and beyond, really, for you know what what's required. That's why they will be in the Super League very soon. How does it feel, Eleanor, in the, in the bubble? Obviously, you know you you might you might listen to me, Parky and Paul talking about you most of the week. But what's it? What's the mood like in the bubble? Oh yeah, no, it's absolutely buzzing. And I think, I mean, since day one, we've clicked as a as a group of people. We come from very different backgrounds, a lot of us, and from not just I mean all over the country, and not well not just this country. Mm-hmm. Like you say, we are very thrown together, and something's clicked with us all. And whether it's just the love of rugby that brings us together, or or something else but no we we have really bonded as a team and I've been there since day one but with with my injury and stuff wasn't always there like with everybody else and at times that would be hard not just not because of the girls were leaving me out or anything like that I'd just be jealous of what they were forming together and stuff like that with there's such a buzz and I think with the results that we've been getting with getting through to the final and scores that we're putting past teams that have been playing together for seasons just it's such a good environment to be in and that makes you want to go and put that extra effort in and not everybody was buzzing to be up at well up before 8 30 to be there for 8 30 for the captain's run on Saturday morning I think everyone was looking forward to a line probably but we all got there and we got it done and actually afterwards we all said how much we enjoyed it and that we'd love to do it again so yeah it's just a really good atmosphere to be in yeah captain's run seemed to work uh, destroyed Hull KR 58 points to 6 uh, good win still top of the league going well yes very much personally it's like it's a big thing being an FC fan from from birth to be beating KR anyway but then to be beating it with with the girls is a, a really nice thing and to be putting that many points past them is also really good uh, I think we are kicking ourselves a bit to have not nilled them but to still have put that many points past them is I mean we were absolutely buzzing about it and you could see that in our faces especially then getting that recognition doing the pitch walk at half time and things like that and the amount of supporters that were out and cheering for us and stuff like that and it, it it was just, yeah, it was just so good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, you can watch the match on RDTV. I managed to watch the game and I thought they were sensational, Parky. I think, you know, you've got a team there. We, we talk about it often on, on the podcast of having strike, but they've also got a lot of big forwards as well that want to go forward. You've got a great mix uh, and it's going to go, they're going to go well. Yeah, well, you, obviously every 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 good team needs that, don't they? You can't just rely on one, one, one element of your team. They, they've got a mix. It's that spirit, it's that togetherness that, that has come across from the very first game against Swinton, that, that friendly, right the way through to now. It, I think that's what's helped with us as fans as well. 
is that sometimes you can feel disconnected with teams or whatever. We've had it in the past, Rob, with, with the men's team where mm. you, you felt a little bit us and them. You know, they're not playing well or whatever. And but at the moment, this this whole thing, it's all one. I mean, not just with the ladies, obviously with the the you know the, the learning disability teams and everything else. And it just seems so together. But because of the way the girls have been, it, it's just it's just so engaging. And then you watch them play. And I've I've told you know I told my brother after about the second or third game, I watched them went. You know what? These girls can play. I think. I think a lot of people think, oh, well, they've had they put all the women's teams together because they've needed one, or it's part of a criteria, or a box ticking exercise, or something like that. And having spoken to Paul King previously, I, I knew that wasn't the case. He, he basically, we're going to do this. We're going to do it right. We're going to do. You know, we're going to be serious. And then you see the results. I mean, like you just said there, Eleanor, about obviously you're you're from from Holland. Paul's amateur scene in men's and women's has always been, you know, a lot stronger than most places. And certainly, you know, Salford, we don't have, we never really had a ladies team of any sort, even at, at amateur level. And to be putting scores like that against teams like that, I mean, that's just, we the men don't do that. We've been around 150 years as a team. Do you know what I mean? Not, not the same team, obviously, although <laughs> there are times when you think that. But no, just just watch, watching the skill on, on display. But how it's worked to a plan, it's not like we were saying before, Rob, on the on on the podcast about Ryan Briley said that we don't just play off the cuff. This is set. This is worked on, and you can see that, and you can see it with the ladies' team how they work so hard to get to this point. When a couple of weeks ago, you know, we found out that a lot of the girls are still learning the game. They're brand new to the game. They're not before this year. Never played it. And you watch them, you think that can't be true because they're far too good. They're at a, a level way above where they should be. Thoughts on their feelings, Helena? No, definitely. I completely relate. To, obviously, other girls have played uh, like their whole lives or since they're a lot younger and, and you grow up with it. I grew up with it as a sport in my life, but I didn't I didn't play it. And and then, like you say, a lot of girls have come into it having maybe played union before, but it's it can, it's a completely different game, especially for say your forward pack and things like that. It's, it is like a, it's, a, it's learning a new thing, but we we have just gelled so much, and we're all so down to help each other and help each other learn whether that be like in the session and in the training or whether that be away away from it like if somebody's struggling with something and they put in the chat or they've made it aware at training people jump at the opportunity to help their, their teammate learn and develop and that's like you say such an such a great environment to be in that everybody wants to push each other nobody at the end of the day every week we go through a process where we don't know if we're going to be in that team but mm. everybody still wants to help develop anyway everyone else you're in competition with the person that you're helping but you want to help them still because why would you want to hold them back from developing their game as well that's the important thing a team's a team is a team isn't it and that and that's you know that's why you you go to extra levels because everyone's pulling in the the same direction and that's a you know a thing that that we 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 see really in this ladies side obviously talking about sunday we open the scoring uh, steph grafe scored the first try assist from lucy mckeown uh, kind of went across the line and scored a Great start for, for Salford early on. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, nice to to watch that play happen uh, just naturally, as usual. Just like like you say, pass down the line. Just basic but good skills from everybody and uh, spotting the gaps at the end of the day and getting that first score. And I think sometimes we let occasions get the better of us or we get in our heads a little bit and we let the other team be that first per- that f- the first to score which has been quite quite common for us um, and then we kind of get that be in our bonnet and we're like what we're, we're way better than this we're playing their game and that's when we get ourselves on the scoreboard but I think we knew going into that game how we played against them away last time that we knew we could put some points past them and we knew that we could bring out some flair and stuff like that. So we we knew we wanted to get on there first and really show them what we were coming out to do that day. Yeah, we do say rhythm of the dancer. McKeown is the answer. And uh, she was. Second try. Lovely assist by Louise Fellenham. Sent her over the line and uh, 12 up with a kick from Demi Jones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like you say, she's she's the answer. I, the dancing feet. Every time I watch them in training and matches, I just I lose them. I don't get it. I, I trip over my own feet watching her. I wish uh, I wish I could do something like that. I mean, 
my niece could only dream, but like you say, top class, top and say she's only just started playing league. I mean, what can what there's not much more you can say really. Yeah, she's got X Factor Park here. When she gets it, time seems to slow down. And that and, and not many players have that. No, it's uh, it's a gift, isn't it? It's a gift. And clearly she's she's just a naturally talented, you know, athlete in that way. It doesn't matter what sport she probably, you know, puts her mind to or where she ends up going and what she does. You just have it, don't you? I mean, you're so jealous, really. It's a bit annoying because it doesn't matter how hard you try, you know. And, and everybody loves, you know, effort and people who try hard. But you go to you go to to, to sporting events to see things that are a little bit special, don't you? At times, and, and and let's be honest, though, she wouldn't be in that kind of position if it wasn't for the rest of the team. Correct. That, that's the truth. I mean, someone else has got to do the hard work, you know. While you know, you get these, you know, it's like. Can he say what the getting hat trick at the weekend? He didn't create every try. He didn't, you know, he was just on the end of it. It's, um, no, but it is, it is good to see that these and, and obviously Lucy got recognition not just from from us and everybody else, but obviously from from Ireland. And I, I mean, that's fantastic. Not just for her, but for for everybody, for the club and for the team to show how far that you know we've come already in this this short space of time. And if if Lucy can do that. The rest of the team can can easily dream of going that 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 bit further. Great player, great song. That's all you got to say. Next uh, lady on the score sheet was Captain Louise Fellingham. Our own work there, uh, Helena, just sort of scampered over with a few bodies on her back, uh, so we're in control. I mean, it's just a, a proper lobby try, really. Like just like you say, a few bodies on her back, just carrying them through. <laughs> like she, she just finds things, and I mean, she only started playing a couple of years ago. And I think, I mean, me, me, and my, I live with uh, Yaz, uh, one of the other players, and we have. I mean, we come home and debate the whole game and every training session and stuff after. But we always say like the. Like you cannot believe with the way Lobby carries herself and the way she is with the team and all of us that she hasn't been in this position before or for very long and the amount of support and stuff that she gives us it's it's always such a big celebration when she when she scores or tries something because that's I suppose that's how we feel like we can give something back to her like her I just yeah it's just great to see so you live with with YPS. I do live with YPS, She's a good yeah. player as well. Yeah. Definitely. She's a good player. I, 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 she bulldozed somebody on, on Sunday, went <laughs> I, right through down the middle. And uh, I thought, I tell you, I thought to myself, yeah, you know what? She, she's going to she's gonna turn defences apart here, Parker. Yeah, just, just going back to, to Louise, she was the first one, I, I, first player I sort of became aware of when it first started. I think she did an interview and, and I listened to her then. I think it might have been with you, Rob. I can't, I can't remember. Um and she came across as this, like I mean, you just surprised me there. So I mean, it, she, she she hasn't played for that long. She came across as somebody who'd been around the game for years. Mm. She has this bit of an aura, I think, about her. I don't yeah. know whether you know, and a proper leader as well. But as a player, she's she's phenomenal. Mm. She really is. For somebody who's net, like you said, just played the game for a few years. I, I, it does surprise me a bit that because, like I say, when when I first heard her talk, I thought this is somebody who knows what she's going on about. She understands the game, and mm. but yeah, she just seems very very professional. Yeah, sort of you know they attack the line, don't they? And that gives forwards like 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 yourself, Helena, you know, crash balls, you know, and and you go through gaps, don't you? Yeah, yeah, every time. Yeah, I mean that was that was shown. I think. It, it really came through this weekend, the amount of line breaks and stuff that we have. Like, they read the game so well that you're in those positions, like you say, to, to make the line breaks and stuff. You get the good ball from them that puts you in that good position and shoulders are turned, hips are turned or anything like that. And, and you're through as long as you back yourself. And I wouldn't mess with, uh, well, all of our forwards, to be honest. Uh, when when they're running full pelt, I, I wouldn't want them running at me. So, yeah, when they back themselves, you know, you know you're going to get stuff from it. Yeah, Kaylee Bradshaw uh, was over the line next. Uh, great, sort of another sort of like three defenders on her managed to crash over the line. For me, uh, Helena, unsung hero. I think she works so hard, and uh, you know, obviously, you know the the strike get all the all the headlines, but you know, forwards like her and also the the, the next try scorer, Abby Collins. You know, they're they're the the ladies that, that that make the wheels turn. Oh yeah, big time. I completely agree with that. Like like you say, unsung heroes. They're not necessarily the names that you always hear, but 
in the background I mean they're turning up they're putting in exactly the same work if not more than than other people and um, yeah it was Abby's first try at the weekend and for that was why I don't I don't know what you saw but that was quite a big celebration yeah. as well um, kind of, and kind of zigzagged through didn't she yeah. like slalom <laughs> away in yeah yeah so I think like both of them like they just yeah like you say they, they're doing the work behind the scenes they're getting us into that good ball and um it's nice to to get them to uh, like to have that try every now and then and because because it gets their name out there and it shows people that they they do have that well the potential and the ability to to score and get over the line themselves yeah, and then just on half time, uh, Lucy McKee on in for a second try. Lovely work by Taz. Sends her through a gap. She runs fifty yards and sold her in a box seat. Once Lucy's through, it's it's brilliant. And like you say, Taz Taz putting her through the gap. But also very good at reading the game and uh, and finding those gaps to put to put the players through as well. Yeah. Yeah. Taz and Brogan Evans kind of switching, you know, around the play of the ball. Both quick. Both got a bit of brain about them as well. They know they know where to hit. The, the, the weaknesses in the defensive line, uh, Parker? Well, I mean, he's good. I, mean, I think it was Matty the other week when we were talking to him and he's gone about the, the versatility of a few of the players, about the mm. fact that what they offer, if they have to move into a different position. And and so have them threat to going into acting half, but you know you've still got that threat. You're not going to lose anything to back, no matter who's there. Um, that, that, I mean, that's obviously key. And you, just going back to what you said before about you know the, the hard-working players who don't get noticed, it's strange, really, because the, the, the person who really taught me that, even though you know it was probably 30 years after I started watching the game, maybe longer, was, and, and oddly enough, it's a, a whole FC sort of legend, was Carl Harrison, who, who built his team basically around players who just did their job. He didn't. He didn't need to be flashed. He didn't need to. And they were the ones that you wouldn't, you know, you're picking your best 13. You'd probably go, oh, I don't know. I don't know about them. But in fact, you couldn't leave them out of the team. And that's exactly the same. You know, we've clearly got that in the ladies' team, that there's players there who, who won't get that recognition. Maybe not. They're not going to score as many tries as Lucy, or they're not going to be, you know, leading the team in the way that maybe Louise will. Or whatever. Without them, you're not the same team. It's as simple as that. And you need them. I mean, I, you know what? Just just going off that, Rob, one of them that I can think of was the likes of Andrew Brockler's back mm. in, the, in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Thought, why have we signed this guy? Every single week, he just did his job and made it into a, a solid team, and that's what you need. And it, it just shows that the, what what's what's happened with the ladies' team. From, you know, obviously Chris and everybody else is they've looked at what's needed, how you form a team. What you, what you there's no point having you know 13 glamour players who are just going to try and score every time or whatever. You need it's how you make a team up. And it just looks like we've got it just right and this competition as well. So you went in half-time, Ellen, a 36-0 up. What was the change room like? What was said? Love, good atmosphere in the change room. We were all very happy with how the game had gone so far. I mean, a majority of the time was just spent trying to cool each other down, seeing how many ice lollies we could consume and <laughs> trying to share around the ice bucket and things like that. But the majority of the talk was just on about keeping our like keeping our cool and not getting stupid about things at that point because we still had we still had them nailed it was there was quite a big focus on that we really we really did do want to want to keep them keep them nailed so yeah that was um quite a big focus in that talk but yeah we were doing like we do in training we and processes were working every now and then we'd fall out with them and be reminded about them and that's when we'd score the try again so we knew things were working and it was showing, so it was just a case of keeping on with that and just keeping people going. I mean, I, I think a lot of us came off the pitch on Sunday and maybe didn't find it as bad as the week before because we had the stadium and there was a bit of an airflow coming through and things like that. So the conditions maybe weren't as bad, but it was still hotter temperatures than a lot of us have ever played in before. And you've got to make sure that you're everybody's keeping safe and keeping hydrated and stuff like that so it was a lot a lot of focus on that as well and also making people aware that there might be some roll-ons and roll-offs that you're not usually going to see every game but you've got to look after people and there's people on the sidelines that are completely fresh at that point so they're they're ready to go and they'd rather have people giving absolutely 100% on that pitch than people needing a bit of a breather so yeah that there was just it was it was pretty chilled to say because because we were happy with how it was all going but it was just little reminders and things like that 
Yeah, second half started well. Uh, Taz went over for her, for her try. All her own works, get through the defence and scored. And then Steph Gray got a second, pinged out to the wing, carried a couple of defenders over the line. Two from Steph Gray, unfortunately, uh, got injured in the dying seconds and probably could be out for the season. That'll be a big blow uh, for the ladies that, uh, Helena. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, with the, the training that I've got, when I was off the pitch at that point, when that injury happened, and but the, with that being my job, and I could see that was maybe something that I only would need support with, I, I went over and um, you could you could see straight away that, it, yeah, it was going to be a big job. And it's it's something in, in that moment that, I mean, it comes from comes from work and I just kind of switch into a different person. I'm, I'm not me anymore. And you just keep that cool head and you're thinking about, you think about Steph in that moment. And um, I I could tell you how long she'd be out for. I could tell you, I could have told her at that probably in that moment in time and how much work that's going to go into it for her now. But I know that she'll do that. Steph's the kind of girl that will want to be back on that pitch as soon as she can be. And like you say, she will be a big loss. But yeah, you just click into that that mode and keep a cool head and think about her and get her to where she needs to be, the right place at that time. And yeah, she's good. She's going to be a big loss, and and, and we know that. But we, it can't be something that affects us. It needs to be something that we bring other people in. We might have a bit of a shift about for a little while, but this is the opportunity for other people that maybe don't get as much game time to really show what they could they can do. Steph is a bit of a shining star for the squad. I mean, it shows it with the amount of tries and stuff and some of the gaps she manages to find on the pitch. I don't know where she gets them from, but I know that she'll be there on the sidelines um, and be putting in the graft to get herself back on the pitch and keeping herself fit while she's off it as well. So as soon as she as soon as she's ready to go, she'll be back there in that position and uh, we'll be ready for her. Yeah, wish her all the best in recovery, Parky. I think it's something like is it 17 tries in 15 games. Uh, it's big, big shoes to fill. Whoever goes into centre now. Yeah, she's been uh, she's been phenomenal, hasn't she? Another one whose name you see every week crops up in the reports. Obviously, like you say, she's scoring for fun, but the actual, you know, the, the player she I saw her actually as I was uh, uh, walking to, to to see somebody towards the south stand and. I looked and I thought, what's going on here? Because you could see sort of people round and it didn't. It just didn't click at that time how, how bad it was. Um, but it is. I mean, the main thing now for, for for Steph is to get herself right, not rush anything, and you know, just just look forward to to getting back for next year. But it's also, I don't need to tell tell you this, Helena, that it, because you've been through it, is just just not being forgotten and being part of that and what we've got there and staying part of. Any success that's, you know, she's a huge part of no matter what now. And it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be so tough for her to, to get through this and that the hard work and the, the months to come, you know, like you, you said there, when you were watching them doing all that, you know, whatever, when they were playing, you couldn't, that frustration that I want to be out there doing that and that she's going to be feeling that. And uh, that that's the tough point for her, I think, probably could be mentally more than physically overall. Um, so it's just making sure that, you know, we, we, we all keep her, it, sort of keep her spirits up and keep her in our minds. You'll have to get in a shell, Anna. So I can completely relate and I don't want her to... It's, it's invitable and probably at some point that there's going to be some down days and it's going to be hard. Um, but... Yeah, that's when that's when we step in. Whether it be whether it be me in a professional sense or just us as mates, as teammates, we make sure that she's yeah, like you say, not forgotten about. And also, yeah, just keep it included. Whether it, whether that be just down at training or I mean, we're very good at like you say, going to the pub after on a Monday <laughs> night and things like that. Even if it's just for tea, just keeping her there because it's the social side. I mean, like that's that's what I miss massively. I'd be spending hours in the gym by myself and then coming out and seeing them do the training together. It it can get to you. So yeah, definitely keeping her involved. And if if it takes me being an, an instrumental part in that, I'm happy to do that because I wouldn't want anybody to feel uh the way that I felt. Um which is it's not nobody it's not nobody's fault. It's just it's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the match. Hull KR scored next. Length of the field try, but then Salford turned back, turned the afterburners on. Uh, Alex Simpson scored her first try. Uh, you nearly scored, uh, I think, if I remember <laughs> rightly. I think you saw the big sort of naming lights. I think until somebody grabbed you. Was that about right? Yeah. <laughs> um, slightly. Yeah. There was a little bit of a hole on the pitch for a little bit. I got the I got the ball from Demi, and I just remember her shouting at me, "Just play!" And 
I turned and looked and there was a little bit of a gap and I thought, oh, blooming heck, I can, I can go somewhere here. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that did close down pretty quick. But mm. I suppose one of the things that um, can help me uh, be in a slightly smaller build of a forward and stuff is I just ping back up again pretty quick and got that fast play of the, play of the ball so Taz could get it out to, to Alex and... At the end of the day, if, if that's what it takes, uh, me me just uh, running a little bit further and getting us a bit closer to the line, breaking down their defence a little bit. That everybody said that part of the game for me was one of the best bits that they've seen from me so far. I'm only five games back in, and I really felt that on Sunday I had a confidence that I've not had yet, and it was nice to get that run and be get some slightly more meters out of it and stuff like that. So to get a try from it as well, uh, yeah, I was pretty buzzing. <laughs> yeah, he did a good. What was it? Hour? Maybe he came on for twenty minutes and went off with ten minutes to go. Yeah, something like that. Not not far off. Well, mm. I say I, I I thought you were fantastic. I thought you did a lot of work, and I think you know we we talk about you know the strike and we talk about you know the big forwards. You always need the glue, and I thought that was you. I thought you know. You filled in, you've been second row, you played front row, you moved to the centres, you, you were running around, you were tackling, you you know, and that's and that is what sort of good teams have, Parky. We we've 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 watched these sofa teams we call them eight out of tenners, don't we? And I and I I do think Eleanor is in that is in that bracket. Well yeah, that's what I was saying about the you know the, the, the kind of unsung heroes. People do it for the team, not for the individual sort of glory of anything in, in many ways. And I think that that probably sums up that kind of that kind of role and that kind of person. That without that that sort of key keystone, you don't have a team. You don't have anything. And as somebody like you just said there, I mean, I, I'm looking at Eleanor now, and you've just told me she played prop. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure about that. Well, she did. But I was, she did. I was about ten at the time, so it didn't really make that much difference. Um, you know, and things like that. And rather than going, hang on a minute, I'm not putting my head in there. This is stupid. You know, have you seen the size of this lot? <laughs> you know, just to go, yeah, okay, I'll go there. Mm. And then end up in the centre. You know, completely different positions. <laughs> different responsibilities. I mean, that's, that's, that just shows, doesn't it? You want to just put your hand up and say, yes, I'm here, I'm playing. Mm. Where do you want me? And I knew we were going to talk to her, so I was thinking, what's she going there for? What are you doing there? Going forward, <laughs> get in the back row, get in the centre. Yeah, nope, she's... she's she's driving 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 the ball in making the tackles and, and that's that's what it's all about yeah no I, I was chatting to my dad played a, a prop and loose in the in the game um against Dewsbury the other week and I was chatting to my dad afterwards and I think I said I think I think that's the fastest progression anybody's ever had from from wing to centre to second row and then prop and loose in five mm. games in one season and I, I think I think he's probably right but and I, I remember when Batesy told me I was going on and I just thought Wow, I, yeah, like it did cross my mind for a few seconds. I look out and rugby is such an inclusive sport, so you do get people of all shapes and sizes. And I'm looking out on that pitch and I'm thinking, those girls are a lot bigger than me. Mm. Um, and and it did scare me for a for a slight moment, but I think so. You just kind of get on with it for the team. They needed someone there at that time, and even though possibly I'm not exactly going to be the best player in that position I'm going to make the most of that position for my team and, and do what I can and if that is literally just making some some tackles and holding that defensive line there then then that's what it is for me in the middle or if it is me getting the ball out out to the winger and, and scoring that try down the edge then then that's what it is as well um I'm, as long as I'm on the pitch at this point I'm absolutely happy to be there and I think obviously that just comes from being off it for so long but mm. um, I am absolutely loving it and I remember I did chat to Batesy after last week and I said I don't I don't think I'm a prop and <laughs> and I think and he's given me he gives me this mad confidence that I am a prop and that I can run at these girls that are probably twice as big as me and and like and then I, I ended up going back to him on the Wednesday and I was like I don't want you to think that I'm taking myself out of a position. Like, if you need somebody in a position, and I was just backtracking because I feel like I, c I can do it if I need to be there. And I, it might not be my most preferable position, but if they need someone there at that time, then that then that's where I'll be and I'll just make the best of it, yeah. Chris Bates says the head's exploding. Now he's thinking I could play her anywhere. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe not full back. I don't like the pressure. <laughs> Lucy can stay there. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, next try, uh, Kaylee Bradshaw's second try. Lovely work by Alex Simpson. 
sends it over for the, for the, for the score. And then the final try of the of the afternoon, uh, Alex Simpson cut him from the wing, bit like Tom Johnson's try against us at Wakefield. Came mm. burst through the line, took about five or six Hull KR defenders with her and went over the line for a fantastic score, Eleanor, and uh, put the cherry on the cake uh, for Sulphur Devils ladies. Yeah, definitely. She's she's one with some dancing feet as well, Alex. And um, yeah, it really shows. It really shows they're coming coming through all those players. And I was watching the game back yesterday, and I just I just was. I remember watching it and just thinking, uh, where, how, what? Like kind of <laughs> yeah. go through. And um, no, Alex is definitely one that's got. A, she's got a wise head on her shoulders, and. Um, she doesn't keep that to herself. It's constantly trying to build on everyone else. And she's got, uh, she's always there on the pitch, giving us pointers. And if somebody's like maybe a little bit tired or struggling with where they need to be at that moment in time, there's always Alex's voice coming through and then helping you out, which I'm always grateful for. And um, it's nice to see her getting over the, over the line a couple of times. Yeah. We don't call her Great Britain's teachers international for nothing, do we, Parker? No. De- oh, no. Another one for the list. <laughs> Another international. Yeah, so great win, uh, fifty-eight points to six, and obviously still top of the table. How uh, or not? Uh, have we started to sort of dream yet? Oh, I don't, I don't know yet. We are, we still have our our plans in place and uh, our targets as well. Hmm. It'll be it'll be really really good if we could do the double in 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 the maiden season, and I think we really do have that potential. It's such a good group of girls, and the talent in there is. Uh, different different class. It, we're making a statement at the moment, and we like the statement that we're making, um, and we we want to carry it on. So, I think, I think it's definitely it's it's in our targets, it's in our goals. It's not it's never going it's not going to drop from there. It's not going to change. And I think what well, we all really really want it. So it's not necessarily a dream. It's just a goal. It's it's at the, it's at the top, and I suppose. Yeah, cherry, the cherry on the top would be that double and hopefully we can start doing that by the end of the month, get halfway there. Yeah. So let's talk about you now, Helena. From Hull, what's the, well, uh, the Hull KR derby like as a, as a local? <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like to clear up that I'm not fully from Hull. All right. Uh, okay. Just before, because everybody always bullies me if I'm from Hull. I was born in York, um, so not far from Hull. Uh, I lived in like a small town, but yeah. Massive Hull supporter. Hull Derby is, yeah, you, there's no atmosphere like it, really. Um, yeah, I can remember it from a young girl. I mean, it's, it's I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just that you feel such a connection with that, with that one game or the two games in that season. And it's like, if nothing else, if everything else had gone wrong in that season, but you'd won the two derbies, it would be the best thing ever. Yeah, the Hull Derby is, is, uh, top class and I'd love to experience something similar to that and I feel like being in, in Salford maybe something similar to that would be a final or something mm. like that yeah Have you, Is your family particularly a sort of mad rugby league family? Um, I'd say so my my dad's side definitely is um, my, uh, yeah he grew up with um, Hull, Hull FC supporting family um, from from the off um, my, my dad's written a book about the history of rugby league and stuff like that Um and then when my mum met my dad, he got her into it and things like that. So they've always been supporting Hull. And then like I was going from from birth, basically, and same with my brother. And then as my brother grew up, my dad got into the coaching side of things with him and, and grew up grew up doing that and, yeah, playing himself. So I'd say it's definitely one the thing I've grown up with. I've never not had rugby league and I've never really not had a, a season ticket at Hull until I'd come, come to Salford, really. So... Mm. so- Obviously, you know, massive Hull fan. Did you ever sort of play the game while you were sort of living in Hull? No, um, grew and up. If, and if not, why not? Um, I grew up being a massive swimmer. Um, ah. I was massively into my swimming at the time. Anybody that knows swimming knows it's a massive commitment and it's a lot of time. And I, yeah, I did that and went through the progressions going through like my the, my coaching and my teaching and stuff like that. I have, to, to be entirely honest, I never really had that full interest to want to play when I was younger um just watching it watch my, my dad doing my brother doing the coaching the odd time I get involved with the the session but I never really took that much of an interest of me and it's a, it's a massive regret of mine now I wish I, I wish I had tried it sooner and 
now obviously there's teams coming through and I see them back home and I'm thinking oh there's probably a grassroots level that I could have joined in at but yeah I was massively into my swimming and never really thought of doing anything different and then came to uni and I feel like that was my time to try the change and, and go go for the rugby so yeah yeah obviously went to Salford University what did what did you study uh, I studied sport rehabilitation so very similar to physio but just more specialized in the sporting world basically yeah Give us a breakdown on that. Obviously, you know, physio, there's different types of jobs, isn't there? And, and by the sound of it, yours is like half a physio, half a strength and conditioning coach, but supersized both. Is that about right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's a bit of a mix of everything. So, yeah, you've got like the strength and conditioning side of things and you've got the physio side of things. And then you also bring in like the sport therapy side of things. So with the treatment and the massage as well, it's like a big mashup of, of all of them, really. And it means... I mean, it's 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 more ideal for the sporting world. So you're looking at getting people stronger to prevent the injury in the first place. And then if the injury does occur, then how you get them strong to stop it occurring again. So, yeah, looking more <coughs> at like the exercise rehabilitation, if you like, rather than like the therapeutic side, which physios more go down. Going back to the point where you said, kind of, you obviously you didn't play as a, uh, you know, before you came to, to uni and, and whatever else. And I think you, you said that you did not didn't have an interest, but you weren't. It wasn't anything that even crossed your mind playing rugby league. And I think that, I think that comes because there's not there was nobody or very few like you, in terms of females weren't playing rugby league. There was no. Why would you want to be something? You don't see other people being that. Why would you think that's a viable option? You know. And I think now that's why what what you and the the girls at Salford. That's the most important thing I think, because you've now got girls on the terraces looking up to you, and they're thinking, I want to play for Salford when I grow up. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's a massive. It's a big responsibility. I'll, I'll, I'll say that, but it's just. I think you're you're kind of not trend saying, but you, you know what I mean. You're you're laying out a pathway now for the girls who follow on. You're you're the first team. You are that that special bunch, really, in in so many ways. I think I think Matt said it the other week. Or it, what you know, it, it, because we come together in just one go. Before that, there was nothing, and now there's you. And be, behind that is is what you're setting now. You're you're just laying a pathway for everybody else to come through and I think so in hopefully in you know 10-15 years time when we interview some you know I don't I don't know if I'll be here I'll be a hologram or something but <laughs> is is that a young girl from Salford or you know from the local area wherever Manchester or whatever is playing for Salford and says it was I got into it because I saw Helen playing do you know what I mean that that's what and, and that's what you're doing now. That's what the rest of the girls are doing. You're, you're going to inspire, hopefully, the next, the next generation of females to be in a better position than perhaps you would have been when you were growing up. And I think it's it's massive. It's a huge thing, and it's it's about time, really, isn't it? No. Pioneer, I think that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> Good word. That's what it is. That's the pioneer. So, so obviously, you went to university. What what changed? What made you think? Oh, I'll start playing rugby now. I think at uni. Especially, especially for women's rugby, it's that the setup there is so much more welcoming to people that have never tried something before. I think you've got yeah, it's, there's a team already set up, and you're getting people through and into it, and they're coming from all all areas, and um yeah, they come from whether whether it be a, a rugby background or, or not, and it's that setup to get people into it more, um especially. At our age now, and there's there's so many girls going into it, and they're they're seeing the people coming through, and they're going, oh, I might give rugby a try. Um, and uni gives people that opportunity. I'd I'd kind of grown out of love with swimming. It had been it had been a bit a bit long for me. Um, I'd not uh, necessarily reached the dreams that I'd had as a, an eight year old kid when I first started. And I think that that chance to to go with one of my best mates that I'd never played as well, and we kind of. We sat in my car before the first session and it was tipping it down and we just kind of thought, this, this we, could, we could not come back to the car this evening. We don't know what's going to happen, but this is going to be our first rugby session. And we went and did it together and um, I've, I've not looked back, but uni just gave me that opportunity where I didn't feel judged. I didn't feel like, yeah, like I didn't have to have had some experience. I could have just gone and, and, and given it a go. 
how long did you play uh, for the uni team? <laughs> Not very long. <laughs> so <laughs> I joined in September 2019 and by like end of November, uh, sorry, end of October, November, I had my knee injury. So right. I think I'd played three, four games and, and I did my ACL meniscus. And in hindsight, obviously with the, with the degree I've done and stuff, mm. I shouldn't have probably gone from such a low impact sport into such a high impact sport and uh, yeah hindsight's a wonderful thing but I didn't let the injury so early on put me off I've said since that injury happened that I was going to get back on the pitch uh, no matter how long it took me so yeah it, was, it wasn't very long I think I scored my first try in the third game and by the end of the game, I was limping off <laughs> with a very swollen knee. So right. yeah. <laughs> did you did you know straight away that it, that it was bad, or did you did you be a shock when um, the uh, diagnosis I, came in? Oh, um, that's a tricky one. I think I have quite a low pain threshold, and I I can over exaggerate things. I remember <laughs> okay. turning to. I remember turning to Yaz and I remember just saying to her, I said, I've done my ACL. I just, and I didn't know whether it was because of everything we've been learning at uni or whether it was genuinely mm. something that I'd felt, but I'd felt that pop in my knee and I was like, something's happened here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, so when, I mean, I kind of kept my hopes up, but when the MRI came through, I did really know in the back of my head that, that that's what had happened. Yeah. And you, you documented this on your Instagram didn't you and it's it's a journey it has to be said because i was following it sort of trying to get some sort of information so we could ask you questions about stuff and it's a real it was a real sort of like a battle to get to to, to back to at least sort of a training really and it, it was it was a, like a real journey and, and you know I, I i was i was looking at it thinking you know she's come so far she's, she's only just sort of training yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a, it was a long process to, to the off to get myself in the best position, and then and then afterwards, it the whole thing's a process, and, and that's that's why I wanted to document it. So it's all on all on my business page to kind of show people that it's like I've been through stuff. So if they that like I understand people, I can relate to people if they're going through that same process. If I can help them. Um, but yeah, no, it is it is a journey, and there's a lot of steps along the way, and there's a lot of times where there's there's wobbles, and you think, "Oh, I don't know whether I can do this, and I don't know I don't know how much longer I can do this for without getting back on the pitch." Um, but that's where you like, obviously, you just surround yourself with the people that that push you and give you that that other reason to keep going and things like that, and and show to remind you how far you come. I think that's that's the main thing. It's like sometimes you're focusing so much more on the bigger picture, but actually looking at the small milestones that you've come through. Um, and sometimes, yeah, you just need somebody out of out of your head to, to give you those, remind you of those things. It's an incredible journey, Parker, it has to be said. Yeah, I, I you know, I mean, I, I don't know about getting back from that. I mean, I, I struggle getting off the sofa these days. So trying to get back, you know, to stay positive and go through all that, um, I have to take a look at that I mean it's, it is phenomenal and that's why you know obviously we were saying before about Steph and what she's going to go through now and to have been through that I mean you're, you're obviously because of your job as well but, but you, you are best placed you know to, to, to be with her on that and help people and I, I just you know I mean the thought of it I, I remember um, and funnily I've not got injured playing rugby but I got injured playing football I don't know why I did it. It was a stupid idea, but it took me it took me a long time to get my head around playing football again. Mm. And I've had no problem playing rugby, but because the injury happened playing football, I had a, and for you to 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 have it happen and then just think, I don't know what I'll carry on playing. You know, I'll go and play. I'll carry on playing rugby. You know, at the end of what what you've been through, you know, that's. I mean, that's that, that takes some stuff. That let's be honest. I mean, talking about minerals earlier there, Bob. Yeah. Uh, you know that it does, doesn't it? I mean, to, to have that confidence and say that you know this happens and, and carry on when you've been through all that—that's that's some effort. That it really is, and like you say, I'm not sure I could do the same. Mm. Eighteen months, I think it was from start to finish. Is that right, Helena? And obviously, how did obviously at this point, Salford Red Devils ladies were kind of in the pipe work. How, how did it? How did you move to Salford come about? Obviously, you were probably still injured at that point. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'd finished uni and I'd been 
and or the uni team wasn't uh, hadn't really reformed after COVID just because of restrictions and stuff. I'd been training down at uh, Trafford MV, the union team, and just doing the little bits that I could whilst I was waiting for my op. And that's when Vicky came along, um, and um, she she was involved there for a little while before she moved over to Eccles. And when when the uh, the information came out about Salford for the first time. I remember her messaging me and saying, get yourself down. And I was just thinking, Vicky, you know, I can't run. You know, I can't, like, I'm barely doing anything at this moment in time. Like, I'm pretty much just about managed to squat again and stuff like that. And um, I remember messaging her and I said, is it worth me going down? Like, I'm just going to stand and watch these girls run about in a field for a bit. And none of these people know who I am. Will they even back me? Anything like that. And I remember she backed me to the death of it. And, um, I really put a good word in for me, given that she'd never even seen me play either. And I think I think it just came from what she'd seen of me, me in training, just like, yeah, whilst I was waiting for my off and the the motivation I had. I, I, I don't know what made her back me, but I'm very grateful for it um, to to then have been to been brought into the team, still injured and, and being given the support that the team gave me whilst I was going through that last last few stages of my rehab before I made it into the team. What was that feeling like in that first full contact training session? Because obviously, like you say, you've, you've been, there's videos of you on your Insta running up and down while the rest of the, the ladies were wrestling, I think, on, under, under, the, <laughs> under the south stand or whatever. And you were just sort of running up and down doing shuttle runs, I think. Uh, but obviously getting into that sort of the squad and, you know, like I say, the end of the, well, not the, end of the journey because you haven't played a game yet, have you? But it's, it's a milestone. You made you made it into into full contact training, and how did how did that feel? Really, really good, and I was also bricking it. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember thinking, uh, "Oh God, this like everything has led up to this moment of me being back playing rugby." And someone was running at me first, and I can't remember who it was. And I remember just thinking, "I've I've got to tackle this person now. I've got no excuses anymore. My knees ready. I'm ready." And I did it and I just thought, okay, that's that's the first one done. And then from there, I was just absolutely buzzing to be back in the team and being in a position where I didn't have to be asked before before every drill whether I could take part in it and things like that. I just, mm. I just loved being able to do everything that everyone else was doing. So obviously you're involved in the training sessions, say, like, I don't know, maybe six weeks maybe or something like that, of, of full contact training. What was that feeling like when Chris Bates came to you and said, going to put you in Sunday uh yeah I remember I remember going to him and, and saying oh um they I'd done it a couple of months before I said this this game's my aim and it was the the away KR game yeah uh, and I remember saying to him yeah that that's my aim and he said well if you're ready and you get picked then then that'll be your game um and obviously we're still we got up to the week of it and training was going well and I felt good and I remember being so impatient for that team sheet to come out to see if I'd done it because obviously being being at home as well I could get some family down to to see it as well and it was it was really good when I was I was named on that team and even though on the day when we I must have been so silent on that bus for that whole two hour trip and just thinking about everything no I was I was really excited and it was such a good feeling to to have my name there with everybody else's finally and obviously Park is she, she she plays the her first game after eighteen months of hard graft and re, 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 uh, rehabilitation. Yeah, it must be such a relief to to just come through all that and and finally get on the pitch and and be with your teammates as well. I think that's you know to show that you're 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 offering up your part to this. Um, and like you say, being all right, it was it was at Craven Park, but it, still it was. You know, more it seems sweet. Game for you, I suppose, in many ways. Um, you know, like say, family could be there. I mean, it could have been anywhere. Could have the game. It could have, you know, and and nobody would have turned up. And you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a great, a great end to the story, but a start to the next story now. Um, and then you know, you you come into the team there, and it's a team that obviously we mentioned is flying. You know, you got a, a cup final to look forward to, and you know, a couple of, you know, a year ago, this this wasn't even a pipe dream wasn't something so it's just it's actually a really good story i'm not you know i'm not a hollywood producer but it, you know, <laughs> it kind of it is and it's nice to see the other side of that now and and now you get to see you know all the, all the hard work that you've been through has paid off and you know back onto you know the glamour of dewsbury next week <laughs> this is a movie parker bruce Bellis plays you 
John Candy plays me. Who plays you, Helena? Oh, good question. I don't know. Think about it. Yeah. Well, carry on. Might just pop into your head. It can be anybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, five games in. How do you feel? Good. Yeah. I think, like, like I said earlier, I had a... There was something clicked on Sunday. And... Every, everybody's kind of said my defence has been really good since I started back playing again. And I do remember from, from when I first started for uni that I enjoyed the defensive game. I don't mind tackling people. And that that side of it, the game was always like, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. And I just couldn't get my attack to click. And I feel like it might have finally done it on Sunday. And, mm. and I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about that. And I'm, I'm hoping that yeah, going into Sunday and then any future games, that like, it'll stay the same and only get better, really. Um, yeah, I just feel like, uh, yeah, just it just clicked. Something clicked. <laughs> yeah, you had good ball. You had good ball and you had space, I think. And that's the, that's that's the because you were kind of going down a, the edges and I thought, she's going to score it. And that's why you nearly scored when that woman <laughs> nearly kind of like, like you know, in, in the stage where they kind of like pull the, the uh, the farmer <laughs> pulled uh, to stop him from going over the line with this big stick, but uh, yeah, went over the next set, next tackle, so it was fine. But um, yeah, I say so. It's a real journey. Obviously, with with sort of Steph Gray being injured now, uh, where, where do you see yourself? Because obviously, on Sunday you played everywhere: second row, prop forward, centre. I mean, what, do you have a specific position, or, or are you just happy to play anywhere? Um. Happy to play anyway. I, I mainly stayed at second. Well, I did stay at second row on Sunday. Mainly did the dancing about other weeks, but I I don't know. We've got such strong girls uh, in some of the set in the, some of the positions in the squad, and like I was saying before, it's always a, it's always a fight for your shirt and your position in the squad every week. Um, I'm happy to be on the pitch. I I really don't mind if if it means that I'm, I'm in that position for Steph, then then I will be, and I'll give a good go of it. Um, I I feel like I'm probably a bit more confident now being a little bit further inwards. Just just because like I feel like maybe I know my potential stepping wise and speed wise and that doesn't match up to Steph. I know that. So yeah, I think maybe maybe a little bit further inwards. I ha- like I enjoyed the game at second row on, on Sunday. But I know that fighting against Vicky and Kaylee for that is is uh, a tough one. So yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to be on the team wherever. And if that if that's a call up back to prop or loose, then that's where it'll be. Or or if it's centre or second row, equally, um, I'll, I'll make a good go of it. Usually more away uh, this week. Beat him in the semi final two weeks ago. Beat him in the league a couple of months ago. Um, obviously still top of the league need to keep winning yeah definitely I think going off the result that we got this Sunday and getting that chance to really show what we had and add that flair to our game I really hope that we can bring that back back to Dewsbury and stuff like that we I didn't play the first game obviously against them um, and I think from how we played Two Sundays ago, everyone was saying that it, it was a lot better. So I hope that we can step it up that next notch and, and bring in the st- and bring in what we got to show on Sunday and and really show it. I feel like um, we make we make it harder get for ourselves quite a lot of the time. So it'd be nice to just have a good game and enjoy it and and show them a bit more what we what we've got and don't let them in in the game as much as what we have maybe in the past. Yeah, team that they've played before, Parkhead, be three times now, so they'll know all about us. We'll know all about them. So it's going to be a, a you know a really good encounter. Yeah, and it's obviously another away day. It's always always trickier, isn't it? I think the key is like like was mentioned a couple of weeks ago about about what, you know the way the the girls are going about it is just week by week. You know, not focusing on you mentioned before. You know, you're daring to dream. I know, I know we are, but the, the girls, have got to, uh, you know, just just do what comes each week, and and this week, you know, Dewsbury will be a test on its own, and then you get over that and you move on again, and you you fo- you refocus. But I think I think when you have played a team, you you kind of obviously you get to know their players a little bit better. You know who their strike players are, who their better players are, where you can target and that kind of thing. But um, I think what I have. I have kind of noticed is, is there's quite a big turnaround in players as well. 
So you might not be facing anything like the same team that you did mm. from the first to the second game and then to the third game, or it'd just be a, you know an amalgamation of all of them. Um, but yeah, no, it's another important game. We, we've got to stay top of the league. Got to go into you know hopefully into any playoff absolutely flying. And and again, like I said about the first team when it gets to the playoffs, nobody really wants to play it in a one-off game. Nobody would want to play our girls. No, not not, not if it was a case of you know who who goes into the Super League. You, they're a lot on that, and I think I think the confidence in them and the way that, that they're just flying along. I mean, there was what, that one blip in the whole season so far, which was you know you can put that down to the few injuries that led to you know on that day and everything else. The whole team changed. But since then, again, it's just been magnificent, and the focus is is the big thing. And I think I've got no no doubt they'll win on on the weekend. I hope you're not listening to that, by the way. <laughs> don't, get, don't get carried away. Um, but, yeah, no, no doubt at all. And, you know, and again, move on again. Let's try and open up a bit of a gap if we can from these other teams that are chasing and make life a little bit easier for us, just in case. But, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no doubt for me that I think this season's going to end very, very well. Yeah, we, Parker, we've talked about it for a whole hour. Why a pace might just have to squeeze her head out the, out the living room door at this rate. <laughs> well, she's, all right, isn't she's it? on the balcony <laughs> giving a little giggle to that one <laughs> but yeah well, Helen, it's, been, it's been amazing yeah. really good chatting to you you know you you and the girls have been you know amazing so far this season you know I don't think we have to dream we just have to live and I, and I think we've, we've got a, a, enough quality to, to, to get there obviously I'm not I'm not a women's rugby league expert I'm willing in all the time but what I've seen no, there's no one, no one going to touch us if we play to our potential. Yeah, definitely. It's been it's been great to be part of the setup this year, and the the support that we've had from the club and and the supporters and yourselves and stuff is is second to none, and it's unmatched. And it, it, yeah, it just makes the whole experience incredible. And like going back to like what we we're saying about the young girls going through the club and walking around the stadium on on Sunday and asking people asking for photos and asking for autographs and stuff is was mad to me and I couldn't get my head around why someone would want a photo with me but like I was speaking to my mum about it and she said like you've got to see it to believe it and they're mm. seeing it now and it's 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 great I, I wish I'd like I wish that had been there for us and I hope that obviously it just keeps growing and it's and it's there for for just the rest of the time like it'd be great um just to keep growing the sport and things like that and yeah it's been it's been great to be part of the setup and great to have Beyonce thank you very much you're not along there Parky she's living our dream here absolutely uh, you know I mean it, 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 I suppose besides winning the Euro I think play, turning out for Salford would be uh probably the best thing that could have happened I can't say that can I people might be listening be careful uh, no, I mean, I think, like you say there about the, the reception that the, the, you got on Sunday, and it is there. I, I said the other week, didn't I, about there was a game a couple of weeks ago where we both played at the same time, the, the, the men's team and the ladies, and they announced the score at, at the stadium, and the whole crowd just cheered. And he's like, how that's happened in such a short space of time is he's, he's, he's brilliant. I think... I think, like I said before, I think it's the energy you've brought and 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 the actual the, the passion you've shown um, has has just lifted everybody. And I think it's uh, it's certainly helped the club and its profile. You know, let, let's just hope that the success continues and that we can uh, we can put a bit of silverware on the shelves. Mm. Brilliant, Helena, talking all things uh, Sulphur Devils, ladies. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I have. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Another great podcast, uh, Parker. That's uh, two in a week. Treating our, yeah. our loyal listeners. Yeah, well, when, when we're winning, I can talk about rugby forever. It doesn't bother me. It's when we get beat, I don't want to know. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's been brilliant. It really has and really enlightening as well. And uh, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to do it all again. Yeah. Big thanks for joining us on this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you soon.
devil in the D-Cell. <laughs> <laughs>